Hello, I am Griselda Togobo and you are listening to In Conversation With. This is a Forward Ladies podcast where inspirational female leaders share practical and simple strategies to help you win in the world of work. You were saying why it, you were giving us some reasons why it's important to build a larger table, a bigger table. Building a bigger table is all about leveling the playing field and creating equity, not just equality. So whether we're talking about race or we're talking about gender, um, only 2% of seven-figure businesses are run by women. And if you look at that number of black women, that will be even smaller. So I think that this conversation is just such an important conversation to be had. And I want to do my part in getting us to a place where nobody is waiting for a seat at the table. I have never in my life waited for somebody to give me a seat at the table. If you don't want to give me a seat at your table, I really don't give a shit. I'm going to go build my own. And I want to create a world where we are working together to build a bigger table that we all build, but nobody owns. And for me, that's not just about, you know, I'm an out and out entrepreneur. So for me, you know, the, the work that I do is help other people scale their businesses. But I think building a bigger table is more than just building a bigger business. It's about creating generational wealth for ourselves and our families. It's about creating stronger communities. It is about standing up for the things that matter to us. And it's about saying, you know what, it's not okay that if the pair of us for a job interview and you were more qualified than I am, that I would still have a better chance of getting the job because I'm white. And that's not okay. And I don't think it's okay to say that it's not okay. I don't think it's okay to be silent about these issues. I don't think it's okay to sit on a fence. I think that if you sit on a fence, you're complicit. And I know that I know that my views don't sit comfortably with some people. And I'm also completely okay with that. I'm not here to make anyone feel comfortable. <laughs> we love that. So, so Shah, tell me what's giving you that drive? Because I am Black. I experience some of the inequalities directly as a result of my lived experience. So I have a reason for going after that and wanting change. But you have privilege, as you just outlined yourself. But why are you so passionate still about leveling the playing field for everyone? Because I grew up incredibly poor, a single mom. Um, I lived in a hostel for homeless families for two years and then a council estate. What a lot of people don't know about me is that I was born in California and both my godparents are Jamaican. I went to an all black Baptist uh, Sunday school. I was the only white kid. In fact, I was the only white person in the congregation. At no point was I ever made to feel different, less than. Yeah. Um, I, I was. All, I, I didn't even realize there was any difference. Uh, you know, it took. I think it was probably until I was probably about eight, maybe even, maybe even nine, that I, I realized that you know the difference was my skin color. But I wasn't made to feel any different. I wasn't made to feel less than. I, I was always included. Everything was equal and equitable. And so I've grown up in um, a very strong black culture from from. Yeah from birth, which you might not know if you didn't know me. And I, you know, I sound like a white, privileged, middle-class, well-educated MBE. And, but that's not actually who I am, right? I'm, I'm like most people, we are multifaceted. We have layers to us, right? My son is mixed race, um, you know. You most have, of, I, I like to say you have skin in the game. I have skin in the game. I have my son's skin in the game. Plus, you know, for the last 20 odd years of my life, most of my closest 
female friends are black women. And, you know, um, it's something that I I don't, I'm very conscious that I don't experience it, but I have seen it firsthand being experienced by people that I love. And, you know, I've just, I've realized actually in 2020, I came to a real realization that um, I am incredibly good at business, but at my core, I am not a businessman or an entrepreneur. At my core, I'm a creative activist and I use business as my platform. So there are people listening to this thinking, oh my God, she sounds amazing. She has fire in her belly. She's different. I'm not like you, Sha. But what do you have to tell people who are listening to you thinking, yeah, but she must have something special. She must have something different. There must be something about her personality that enables her to do what she's doing. Everybody has something special about them. I think that I think the saddest thing is, is that most people won't allow what's really special about them to flourish, that we listen to the negative voices in our head, we listen to the doubts, we let the, you know, we let the the self-belief or the lack of it erode our confidence and our self-esteem. And then we look at other people, we think, oh, it must be easier for her. Oh, she she's lucky because whatever stories we tell ourselves, oh, she must have something special. Instead of saying, well, actually I have something special, but have I used, have I used, i tell you what's special about me, What's special about me is I use 100% of what I've got. Yes. Yes. But everybody can use 100% of what they've got. And most people don't use 100% of what they've got. So so when I watch you, I, I look at what you post, the way you interact with people. Like you said, you're very authentic. You're bringing your full self to the table. And there are others, as you've rightly said, who feel that some parts of themselves are not acceptable or will not be accepted. So they choose not to bring that to the table. Again, I know you started off being very entrepreneurial. And when you're entrepreneurial, I have to admit that it makes you a bit different, a bit more open to challenging the status quo. So for people who might feel they don't have the skills to be able to do that now, what would you tell them to do to get to that point where they can say, right, this is this is Griselda, this is Chantel, and this is me, take me or leave me. I would say hang out with people who are more like that. I would say for the women out there, I would say reach out to me, um, contact me maybe on Instagram, send me a DM and I'll t- I will run something called the One Retreat and, and you may have heard of it. It's um, an event for not just for women who run their own businesses, but I would say 80% of the women who can't run their own business, 20% um, have corporate jobs. And I run it as a not-for-profit. So this isn't a money-making venture for me. It's my way of giving back. And I always say that for me, the One Retreat isn't about, it's not about going away. It's about coming home to yourself. And I would say for any woman who feels like they haven't really come home to themselves yet, that they really need to and want to grow into themselves and really, really be able to show up fully as who they are and what they're capable of, there's nothing I would recommend more than coming to the one retreat. I, I, it's, I've never run an ad for it. It's uh, every single time we run the one retreat, all of the crew who attend have attended the one retreat themselves before. They give up three days of their time free of charge. Um, we don't make any money from it. It's my way of giving back because I believe that the, the, if, by creating strong women, by yeah. creating strong, confident, capable women, the world will be a better place. 
Yeah. And, and for me, there's a saying that people always say, you know, we need to have more women empowered. And I, I, I feel women are already empowered. And as you said earlier, Sha, it's really about using that power. You know, we have it all in us, but it's giving ourselves permission to use that. So, so, so I, would, I would say, yeah. I just want to pick up that. So, so I say, and it's interesting because I, the, well, you'll see, I think in, in April, I'm launching a new coaching program called Empowered. And the reason it's called Empowered is because I believe that actually we have the power inside oh, us. Yeah. But sometimes what we need to do is become empowered, right? So every, everybody's got the power inside, but we're not all empowered. And I believe that, you know, the right coach or mentor shouldn't be, the person saying, I can make you this, I can help you. Yeah. It should be, I'm giving, I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you, I'm gonna give the power to you so that you can learn how to empower yourself. And I think that's the missing piece. I think it's not that people don't have the power within, it's that they, they just need to learn how to turn it on. Yes, brilliant. So there's another thing I want to touch on quickly and it's because we're in a pandemic world and things are moving and changing very quickly. Um, and I, I, I know you started in several businesses. You said you're on your seventh or eighth business now. And I've had sessions with some of our members who are thinking, is this now the time to move on? Have I, has this business, has this career, has this role run its course? When do you know it's time to move on? What tips do you have from your own past experience? Um, the moment that you start thinking it's time to move on, it's time to move on. I mean, honestly, let's be let's be real. Whether we're talking about a job or a relationship, have you ever changed your mind? Really, let's be honest. At the moment that you, you start thinking, oh, I think it's time to move on. I don't know about you, I've never once in my entire life when I start feeling like that, do I then go, oh no, I wanna stay. No. You see, what happens is a series of things have happened before that thought comes into your head. Before that conscious thought happens, I want to move on. Other things have happened in the background. So immediately, you're saying immediately you feel that it's time to move on. Whereas yeah. we also have a culture that says that you don't quit. So people sometimes feel they're caught between a rock and a hard place. Is this giving my son will always say, mommy, you always say we don't quit. We're not a family of quitters or losers. Um, but when, 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 when is it okay to stop? Because I was trying to climb the wall and my dad said, you can't climb the wall. There are some things that are impossible to do. You know, there's sometimes you, you have to break it down to people so they can really start to see. Okay. What... So, yes, it's, it's, it's a great question. So for me, um, when you no longer want to do something, it, it's because you it's it's recognizing the difference between not no longer enjoying something no longer wanting to do something no longer being in love yeah, with please. whether it's a person or a job or a career or, or, or whatever as opposed to man this is tough right now when you feel like man this is tough right now we don't quit we work through it relationship yeah. you work through it job you work through it career you work through it you have to learn how to understand the difference between am I in a dip and I'm going to come out the other side or am I going down a dead end road? Because yeah. if it feels like a dead end road, it sounds like a dead end road and it smells like a dead end road. Guess what? Is it a dead end it's road. a dead end road. And the only thing that's going to happen if you keep going down a dead end road is you're wasting more and more time. So what happens with most people 
is they stay in relationships or careers for longer than they should do because of what in their business term we call a sunk cost. You've invested time, effort, money into this relationship, into this business, into this career. And because of that, you keep pursuing it. You keep putting more effort, more love, more energy, because you're trying to reclaim what you've already invested into it. Yeah. Whereas there's more, but all that happens is you just lose more and more time, yeah. more and more effort, more and more love, more and more yeah. money. The better thing to do would be to look at it in the cold light of day. Okay. I've spent this amount of time with this person, this amount of time in this job. I've invested this amount of my, my time, but I now know for sure I am on a dead end road and this is no longer serving me. Yeah. No matter how much more time, effort or money I put into it, it will never serve me. Yeah. I now need to turn around and go and find a new path. Yes. Brilliant answer. So my next question is around some of the people you've been hanging around with and doing great work with. And I know, you went into your career quite young. You worked with boxers. You worked with some of the big um, entrepreneurs. And if there's one challenge I know most women face is dealing with these big egos, these big, difficult, demanding characters. So what have you learned from your experience working with um, such people? Do no harm and take no shit. <laughs> I love that. Like for real, like I'm I'm not out here to cut anyone else down, but motherfuckers, you better recognize, do not bring your shit to my table. Like I, I am, you know, I, I think that especially when you're dealing with, with you know, might have to cut out my expletives, but when you're dealing with, with particularly alpha males, you really have to think of it like this, you know, a shark smells blood and when the shark smells blood, smells they blood. go after it, right? I, no one's ever smelling blood with me. Like I, I, I will, I'll be polite, but I'll be firm. I'll throw humor. A lot of humor goes a long way, right? But I learned very early on that if, if you, you know, it's like puppy training. If you don't have, it's like toddlers. If you don't have boundaries, they're gonna walk all over you. So yeah. you have to stand up and you have to be counted and you have to let them know who they are dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. I have an expression. Sometimes when you're uh, doing public speaking and it's a big audience, big egos, people who feel they know so much, you always have to do something. And I call it taking their souls, not, not in a negative way, but letting them know that you are here to take up space and that you're confident. And it, whilst you're in front of them, you are the authority on that subject. Because when you don't do that, when you don't own that space, and you let even the slither of hope that somebody might be able to, you know, do something and get away with it, then you just find that it just carries on. And the other thing I think you need to do is you need to be able to call people out. So if you see bullshit, call it out. Don't be afraid. But I am afraid. Somebody will say, I am afraid. Why are you not afraid of calling BS out? Because I call BS out and I know I face a lot of... Um, well... Here's I'm the called thing. names because I do that. And some people don't want to be called names. They want to be liked. I don't mind about being liked. I'd rather be respected. But yeah, so I, I, I would rather be loved than liked. It makes more sense to me that, you know, I would like, you know, I prefer to have a smaller group of people who really love me than a bigger group of people who just like me or accept me or tolerate me. So for me, uh, the first, the, the most important thing is to love yourself. And, and, and I can't love myself if I'm not being myself. And so being myself means standing up for the things that I believe in. 
and not putting up with bullshit when I see it. And like I said, we don't have to be, it's the way that we handle the situation, right? So I'll give you an example. Yesterday, um, I'm slightly obsessed with Clubhouse. It's a new app for those of you who haven't heard of it. <laughs> I am more than a little obsessed. I have never you need grown... to give us some tips on that before you go. Well, I've never grown an audience faster than I have on Clubhouse. I, th I, I will hit 50,000 followers in six weeks, which is pretty insane. Um, so we were doing a room yesterday and a lot of the rooms are run by a lot of white guys and there's a there's a group of us who are working together in the uk running some big rooms and i i make it my mission to make sure that if i am running a room we have diversity and equity not just equality on the panel so it's not enough for me to just have women i need to make sure that we have non-white men on the panel non-white women on the panel um i need to you know it's my duty to make sure that we don't just invite people up who have ten thousand followers that we're inviting people up who've just joined and and you know they need their voice heard as well and you know a wonderful black woman called joy thanked me for making sure that you know my panels were always diverse and representative and you know she she i know that she was meaning well she was trying to show appreciation and it upset me and I'll share with you why because I can see the look on your face I said I don't want anyone to thank me for doing what should have already been done right this should be representative period it shouldn't be a conversation you shouldn't have to thank me for bringing you up because you're a black female or because you're a female period so for me, I'm never thanking any guy for bringing me up because I'm a woman. I might thank you for bringing me up because it's your stage. That's that's courtesy, right? Like, hey, dude, thanks for bringing me up. Appreciate it. And then what I might do is acknowledge them. By the way, it hasn't gone unnoticed that you've got a really representative, diverse yeah. panel. Love that. You think I'm thanking you for that? Hell no. And I don't want anyone thanking me. For bringing them up because of their gender or their race because what that what what when you do that what happens is it's as if somebody is doing you a favor that somebody is helping you out whereas your voice has every right to be heard so we had this little debate because at first she was like i don't understand i was just trying to i said i know babe like i know what you're trying to do but hear me out and then at the end of the conversation she was like I totally get it. I said, I acknowledge the people for bringing you up. Absolutely. But don't thank them because you're a woman and do not thank them because you're a black woman. Thank them because you're up on the stage and acknowledge them for having a diverse panel, but do not thank them for what should be an automatic process and principle. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. But, you know, I think sometimes when you've been when you've been beaten down, people get to the point where even what is supposed to be standard is seen as, um, you know, they're grateful for even the very basic, the essential things but, but because that, they're not used to. But that feels like somebody being grateful for having crumbs given to them. And I, I, yes. I, can't, I can't have that, like, like not on my watch. If you want to do, but please don't do that with me. Please don't thank me for bringing you up because you're a woman. I don't want to be thanked that, that my platforms are equal. That should be sad that should be a given. Yes, yes, yes. I, I get your point. And I think people listening as well will see where you're coming from because it's something we should be doing 
because it's the right thing to do. Listen, I want to be acknowledged as the best. Uh -huh. I'm all about. I'm all about appreciating people, period. So if somebody brings me up on a stage or invites me somewhere, of course I'm gonna say thank you. But what I'm not gonna do is say thank you because I'm a woman. I'm not gonna say to a guy, thanks so much for bringing me up and making sure you have a woman's voice on the panel. You will never hear me saying that ever. I'll say thanks for bringing me up. Because well, a man, is a man gonna say, is a man, is a man gonna say, Thanks for bringing me up and having the male voice in the house. Never, ever is that going to happen. Yeah, but I, I also think there's a, that's a very interesting point because I think there's another dimension which is really about the contribution, the value your contribution brings to that debate, not because of your gender or your race, 100%. because you have something to offer. And, and the fact that that gives value to whoever is organizing that event. So of course. I will not be, you know, I get invited to do a lot of these things, to speak and to contribute to forums. And I've decided I'm not going to do anything where I'm, I'm being asked to be the talking person. One, I don't have the time. Two, the culture there, it, it means if, if they're so desperate to just have a talking person come and speak and do anything it, it, about inclusion, then they need to be doing more work than just getting a talking well, woman or black person in. And quite honestly, I feel that that is just perpetuating the problem. Yes, I agree. So you've talked about social media, you talked about Clubhouse. I'm sure some people on the call may know what Clubhouse is, others may not. But I also know from my discussion with people that some people get social media and get the value of doing it and others don't. So you've been a build up communities, digital communities for a while now. If there's anyone here who is sitting on the fence and not convinced that social media has anything to offer the journey they're on, what do you have to tell them? Um, well, I'm not going to be prescriptive and tell you that everybody has to be on social media. But if you're running your own business, you're losing money if you're not on social media because your clients are on social media. And I'll just tell you that for me personally, I believe that Clubhouse will be my number one lead generator in 2021. I think, Clubhouse, I think Clubhouse is the most important, interesting, powerful social media platform there is right now. And what, why do you think that? Because you can't hide your live your voice, you can't, you know, you can't Photoshop your photos like on Instagram. <laughs> You can't Photoshop your posts like on Facebook. I could post anything and I could edit it 25 times to make it sound even better. If I'm on Clubhouse and you ask me a question, I either know the answer or I don't. I think it's just really leveling the playing field and bringing about, I don't know, like really interesting conversations. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I am on Clubhouse. I haven't used it. I'll go and give it a go. So my, my next question is around building teams from scratch. So again, this is something you've done and I think you were probably running your business virtually before the pandemic hit. Yeah. So do you have any tips to share for other women to take away so they can get better at this? Because you're, you're, you're the productivity queen, isn't it? You get things done. Yeah, I mean... In all seriousness, I'd recommend that you go and listen uh, to my podcast, Building a Bigger Table. I can't remember what episode it is, but it's in the last five episodes. And um, I talk about how you can't build a full-time business on a part-time team. 
So if you really want to scale your business, you need to have a team of people that are dedicated to you and your goals. Yeah. Anything else to add to that? Well, I just think don't be afraid of hiring people. Like I think a lot of people are afraid of hiring people. I would always choose a small but mighty team over a bigger team that was part time. Yeah. So, so there's a question here from Tracy, and Tracy wants to know whether you think Clubhouse is a good platform for any type of business at all. And she's in tech consulting. Tracy, a hundred percent, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, so as a leader, I know you had many wins and you had many losses. Um, how have you always bounced back? Bounce back is a term we're hearing now everywhere in the media, bounce back, bounce back better. So how have you always bounced back? What have you done differently from, and how have you learned the lessons that needed to be learned? Um, because I didn't have any choice. Like, what was my option? Like, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to cave in and, and, and disappear or I'm going to fight back. So, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fighter, not a runner. If there's a problem, I'm going to face it head on. I'm not going to run from it. Um, are you getting some feedback? Cause I'm getting some weird feedback or not. Are you okay? Is it okay? You're in? No, it's very clear on my side. Is anyone having any issues with the sound on your side? Did you have, maybe you had a fan on because whatever you've just moved, it's stopped now. Right. Okay. I'm just plugging okay. my charger in. Okay. No, we're all good. Um, okay. And I'm just, I'm just reading some of the comments. So, um, yeah. So how do you find people who are in Clubhouse to get an invite? Victoria, I've got an invite. If you want to DM me, Victoria, I can send you an, an invite. That's fine um roxy shah is giving me life right now and and give me the push i needed to keep pushing on with your business roxy you're very welcome my love um marie martina fantastic hearing these authentic and courageous conversations um martina i really appreciate that but you know what martina we should not be in a position where we feel like these conversations are courageous uh, right yes yeah that's like, exactly i hear i hear you martina I mean, I hear you. I know that, 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 you know, maybe they are courageous. I don't feel like they are because I don't know how to live any other way. So, um, and, and I think that's part of the challenge that, you know, we have to normalize these conversations. If we can normalize these conversations, then maybe, just maybe, we can start to get some change. Victoria, just DM me on Instagram. Yes. So, so Sha, you, you've got a global network. I know you travel to the US, you go to Barbados. I now know that you grew up around black people, which should not be strange to say, but you know, you, you, people never say they ever did that. So thank you so much for, for saying that. I but always say it, I always say it, I always say it. Well, actually, typically I just let people, you know, make assumptions about me and then I tell them afterwards, so <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so in terms of your global network, now we live in a global world. Well, we're connected by all the different platforms. So you can literally be connecting with anywhere in the world. And I take full advantage of that because I think, you know, people, you are the people around you. Yep. So, but some, I, I know that since we've gone into lockdown, if you're not a sort of person who is confident reaching out to people, you might find it a bit. You know, it's 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 not the easiest thing to do if you're not comfortable doing that. So, do you have any tips to share with people who want to have the kind of 
um, diversity all around fabulousness in the network, in their networks that you have? Yeah, you know, honestly, Clubhouse is a great place to start. Uh, come and seriously, follow me. Um, I got on so early that I just managed to get my first name at Shah, so you can find me really easily. All of my rooms have got like people from all over the world in them. Um, we make all of the conversations really inclusive and, and the topics inclusive. And I'm actually going to do a very big, uh, I'm going to do a very big room next week on um, equity. And is it even possible? So yeah, you guys should come and join me on that. And I think that if you want to, if you want to create a global network, you have to start to to be part of that network for other people. Yes, yes, and and that is I, I'm so glad you said that because I think people always think you just need to go out there and find it. But I'm a strong. You have to be it. You have to yes, be it. You yes, have to be yes. it, right? You have to be it. You have to be that person. person. You know, like I, I so so. I obviously, you know, I didn't come on here to talk about necessarily to talk about equity or gender or race, but I think these are really important topics. So I just want to touch on on something that you know, going back to June and after George Floyd was murdered and Black Lives Matter becoming more prominent and a bigger conversation. For, for everybody, um, I did, you know, I joined a lot of discussions and I was very forthright in encouraging my white male peers to use their platforms to have difficult conversations. And not everybody wanted to do it, but I'm very persistent. And I just want to share something that I think is, is, is really important for everybody to recognize, um, particularly in a space where I, I truly believe that women need to collaborate not compete yes. you know you should collaborate with others and compete with yourself but here's yes. the truth here's the truth if if you and i so i was on a panel um with nick james and um I, you know nick was there and you know probably three black guys who i can't remember tj uh, i can't remember who else um and uh marion a, a black woman who, who you may know and I'm very vocal. So I was asked quite understandably by some, by some, you know, um, black women in the audience on the Facebook Live, why are you on this panel? <laughs> and, no, no, I, I said, you know, it's fair enough. I said, but the thing is, is that one, you don't know anything about me or my background or why this is an important conversation to me. But two, this is the most important thing. It is white people that need to be having these conversations, not black people, because black people have been living this reality for 400 years. So if you are not seeing white people having these conversations, nothing is going to change. And the same is true for gender. Us women, no matter what our race is, we've been living our reality for our entire lifetimes. It is the men who need to be having these conversations about how things are going to change. How do we change that only 2% of all seven-figure businesses are run by women? by collaborating together more for a start but this is just what i wanted to share you you know like if 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 i'm very outspoken about something a man is described as being ambitious and passionate as a as a white woman i'm described as being opinionated you know with a little bit of disdain but as a black woman you're now the angry aggressive person, yes right? we're aggressive we're all saying the same thing Right, the yes. white guy get, the white guy gets props for being ambitious. I kind of get a sideways look that I'm opinionated, 
and you're aggressive. Yes, yes, I, I and I've had that throughout my life to the point where it really doesn't matter to me whether you think I'm aggressive or not because I'm not here to make you comfortable. Like I, I have literally come to the point where it's not my business to make anyone comfortable. I do not believe in alienating people, but I also don't believe in just making people feel comfortable for the sake I of think, comfort because you know the world is not goal, being comfortable for a lot of people. No, the goal should be to not to call people out, but to pull people in. That's what I believe, right? Well, I believe that the best way of dealing with people is to pull them in, not call them out. Um, but, you know, in that process, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to necessarily um, please all the people all the time. So I've just seen a couple of questions. So, um, Janvi, how do you celebrate your achievements without coming across as showing off? Well, I'm not really sure I worry about showing off because if that's how somebody interprets it, that's their interpretation, right? So, um I'm proud of what uh, what I've done, but it's interesting that I hardly ever reference the fact that I have an MBE. Um, you know, I don't really talk about it that. I'm proud of it, but I don't talk about it that much. And in terms I, of, I, I think, think yeah, I, I think I think you're very good at sharing your wins because this is a great question because we don't feel comfortable sharing. Are we I feel comfortable sharing aspects of what I win. I don't feel comfortable sharing all of it, and I don't think that there's one way to celebrate success for all people. I think you need to do what fits and sits comfortable with you. But there is one way, your way. Yes. That's the way. Yes, that's the way. That's exactly. the way. Just whatever makes you feel comfortable. Feel and comfortable. If, you want to, if you want to amplify others' voices, Janvi, I would say um, use what you're doing as president of Surrey Business Society and create a platform so that you can actually amplify other people's voices. Go and join Clubhouse and create some rooms. <laughs> I, I think we're all going to be on Clubhouse after, after this podcast. Thank you very much, Eddie. My, my daughter is here now trying to get me to open a bottle of water. This is life in lockdown. It's, it's 100% real. It's, real. it's happening. Right. So, um, if you, does anybody else have any questions for Shah before we? Uh, I just asked my last final question. Okay. So, so Shah, what I know you've written many books, and I told you I was at Skipo one day when I saw one of your books there, and I hadn't met you then, and I just thought, wow, this woman is really kicking ass. And um, so, what books have really been transformative for you? What books have helped you on this journey to become who you are now? All right, I'm going to give you two books, and they're really old books. Um, and every time I recommend them, I feel like, oh, I need to go and read them again. The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. So yeah. it's called The Magic of Thinking Big. And then um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Dale Carnegie. They're super old books, but they are my favorites. Yeah, I think sometimes the old books, the new books are just repackaging old wisdom. And sometimes you really need to go back and read the book that created that movement behind it. So Shah, thank you so much for joining us today. If you, do you have anything final you want to add to any of the ladies on the call before we- I would off? just say, you know, if there's a way that I can support you or help you reach out to me, um, and I would definitely say, and, and, and to you as well, like I, I would love to see some of you at the One Retreat when we are able to, I think we've got the next one in May and then September. 
Um, the one retreat, I run it at cost. We, you know, it's not for profit. It's my way of giving back. And I really do believe that for so many women, just especially now to be able to press pause, leave the family, the responsibilities, everything at home, and just focus on yourself for three days is a blessing. But thank it you for having me here. Thank you for joining us. And thank you all for making time to join us today. Thank you for your patience when we had to log out and log in and log back in as well. Um, if you're not connected with us on social media, please go and find Shah. Um, I think on Instagram and all the other social media platforms, it's forward slash Shah. And myself is Griselda Togobo. Um, Togobo Tango Oscar Gov, Oscar Bravo Oscar. It's a unique name, so it's not a difficult name to find. Four Ladies is a community of women. We're a global community. We've just invested in a super fabulous new website. We have circles. We have content. We have so many things that you can do on there to meet mentors, to develop yourself, to stay connected, to be inspired on a daily basis. So I really encourage you to go and check it out and to join. We priced it at the same price of a Netflix, which takes your time and gives you nothing back. So rather than sitting on the sofa watching another movie, why don't you join women who are ready to do things for themselves? So this webinar is being recorded. It will be uploaded onto YouTube and it will be available on our podcast in conversation with Griselda Togobo. Thank you for being the fabulous people that you are. We are all more than enough. We don't need anything else to be empowered. We are already empowered and we can go on and achieve absolutely everything we put our minds to. So thank you so much. Have a fabulous day. And please, if you enjoyed the webinar, give, give it a rating. We're new to this stuff, so we want to know what you're thinking about it. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.